It's Thursday, March 17th, 2022, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine here again with Adrian Blust and Michelle Mussel for your daily news roundup. On today's show, we're talking Bitcoin, traditional markets, and how the NFT market is headed towards centralization, at least in some ways. And just a reminder that Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin held above the $40,000 level this morning amid a broader uptick in global equities as the U.S. Federal Reserve hiked its core rate from zero to a quarter of a percentage point, as they've long signaled, and as Wall Street broadly expected. But the good news basically ended there. In addition to the first rate hike in three years, the Fed confirmed to markets that it intends to conduct six more quarter point increases. That would mean one at each of its next six meetings. Quote, seven hikes is precisely what the market had been saying all along. However, once the Fed confirmed that the market was right, rate hike odds tumbled. Because with even the Fed now forecasting a big slowdown to growth coupled with a surge in inflation, the most likely outcome now is stagflation. This immediately manifested itself in a plunge in Treasury yields as the entire yield curve pancaked and in some cases inverted, a clear sign that a recession, the same recession which the Fed hopes to induce to crush commodity demand, is now coming. Which then confirms that the Fed, which was trapped long before today's rate hike, will be forced to ease and or resume quantitative easing in the not-too-distant future, even as inflation continues to rage. Translation, policy error, end quote. That's from a piece in Zero Hedge yesterday, linked in the show notes with charts. Meanwhile, crypto market capitalization grew by 4% over the past day to $1.82 trillion. The Bitcoin dominance index rose by two-tenths of 1% to 42.8%. The Fear and Greed Index, which calculates market sentiment, added three more points in the day to take the fear level to 27, suggesting improved sentiment among investors. Meanwhile, some analysts say strength in Bitcoin was buoyed by positive sentiment for the asset among traders. Quote, Since the last days of February, there's been a solid support line on the declines under 38K, they explained to market analyst at FX Pro in an email to Coindesk, continuing, and this is bullish strength reflecting the long-term buyer interest has migrated from $30,000 to $38,000 due to inflation and geopolitical tensions. Taking a look at the broader industry, Avalanche's AVAX token rose over 11% in the past 24 hours to lead gains among major cryptocurrencies as Terra's UST stablecoins were deployed on the Avalanche network. Investors tied Ether's gains to successful testing of the Ethereum network ahead of its much-anticipated move to proof-of-stake. Quote, Ethereum showed bullish movements on the back of its successful merge on the Kiln testnet, a fundamental milestone in its path towards the transition to proof-of-stake in the course of the year said the founder of crypto investment firm Iconium in a Telegram message. They continued, We expect the main asset to gain momentum amid positive developments regarding a ceasefire in Ukraine, which would likely revert the bearish trends of the last few months, end quote. Today's crypto coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk's markets analysts, Shari Amawa and Amkar Godbley, as well as Adam B. Levine. Bitcoin is currently trading at $41,158 per token. That's up 1.7% in the last 24 hours while Ether is trading at $2,825. That's up 5.5% in the same time period, according to the Coindesk Price Index. Thank you, Adam, and I'm glad you're starting to feel better. Shifting to traditional markets, U.S. stock futures and government bond yields edged down after the Federal Reserve raised interest rates for the first time since 2018, and investors turned their attention back to the war in Ukraine. Futures tied to the S&P 500 declined just under half of a percent, suggesting a decline in the broad market index after it closed more than 2% higher each of the last two days. NASDAQ 100 futures fell by half of a percent, suggesting moderate losses for tech stocks after the opening bell. In overseas, the regional stocks Europe 600 index moved between small gains and losses, having ended the previous session 3.1% higher. In Germany, the DAX fell just over half a point, while France's CAC 40 was essentially flat, up just one-tenth of one percent. 
These moves likely came as Chinese stocks rallied for a second day after Beijing pledged it would take measures to support the economy. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index jumped 7%, while the CSI 300 Index of Shanghai and Shenzhen-listed stocks rose by 2%. Today's traditional market coverage comes from the Wall Street Journal and the FT. Stay tuned for after the break when we'll take a look at how the NFT market is heading toward further centralization. Back in a minute. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. Today's feature story is an opinion piece from Will Gotchitson, Coindesk's media and culture reporter. This past fall, I wrote about the idea that while much of the rhetoric around cryptocurrencies has to do with decentralization as a guiding ethos, the NFT sector is in fact already extremely centralized. Specifically, it's centralized on the sales side. According to data from the blockchain analytics company DAP Radar, the vast majority of all non-fungible token sales volume is concentrated on two platforms, OpenSea, the incumbent backed by venture capital firm Andreessen Horowitz, and LooksRare, a scrappy outsider that emerged a few months ago. But because the vast majority of sales volume on LooksRare comes from washed trades, that is traders selling themselves their own NFTs in an attempt to take advantage of the platform's token reward system, it's safe to say that what you might call real NFT trades are happening almost entirely on OpenSea. And although that's still very much the case, the NFT market has recently begun a kind of second-order centralization in the realm of content. On Friday evening, Yuga Labs, the company behind the Board Ape Yacht Club NFT collection, announced it had acquired the, quote, brand's copyright in the art and other IP rights, unquote, for two NFT projects from the developer Larva Labs, CryptoPunks, the pixelated mug shots that helped elevate NFTs into the public consciousness last year, and MeBytes, their 3D counterparts. CryptoPunks were the world's most valuable NFTs for most of 2021, until bored apes dethroned them. On one level, the acquisition makes sense. Larva Labs has always been just two guys, John Watkinson and Matt Hall. They created CryptoPunks back in 2017, essentially as an experiment. As hype built around their project in 2020 and 2021, the duo kept on working their day jobs at the Google Creative Lab in Manhattan where their co-workers wondered why they weren't off capitalizing on the crypto gold rush. They kept on experimenting, launching MeBits last May, but they never really decided to make CryptoPunks their full-time focus. As time went on, this hands-off approach to the CryptoPunks intellectual property began to annoy some CryptoPunk investors. Today, mostly thanks to the success of the Board 8 Yacht Club business model, the expectation for major NFT collections is that they will function like online social clubs, hosting lavish invite-only concerts and in-person meetups, as well as spin-off NFT projects with the potential to spawn their own communities. Board Ape holders were signing with major record labels and agencies. Where were the equivalent perks for CryptoPunks? The implication was that CryptoPunks didn't need that social apparatus. For the Board Ape Yacht Club, the quote-unquote community element has always been a key part of the value proposition. You're supposed to wear these hoodies, attend those parties. 
CryptoPunks were initially conceived as pure collectibles, organic speculation, rather than a coordinated marketing campaign, was what made the price go up. Watkinson and Hall managed to capture lighting in a bottle. Meanwhile, Yuga Labs has reportedly been in talks with Andreessen Horowitz about funding that would value it at $5 billion. The undisclosed sum collected by Larva Labs may have been too good to resist. The result is that two most valuable NFT collections are now owned by a single company we know relatively little about. We only just learned the names of its executive leadership last month in a report from BuzzFeed News. Yuga Labs' two core founders had previously been pseudonymous and put up a fight after what they saw as a, quote, dangerous, unquote, act of journalism on the part of BuzzFeed. Larva Labs remains an independent company and retains the rights to its other major NFT project, Autoglyphs. And Yuga Labs has said it doesn't have any immediate plans to replicate the Bored Apes business model with CryptoPunks, which a press release characterized as a historic collection. Instead, Yuga Labs plans to add utility to the collection. Utility is an increasingly nebulous buzzword in the NFT sector and tends to refer to perks for investors down the line. If your NFT blocks access to a private Discord channel or to a pre-approved green list for another NFT mint, or a special 3D item on a metaverse platform. Broadly speaking, that's utility. Utility also has the potential to bring certain tokens under scrutiny from the SEC, since it can't make NFTs look a lot like investment contracts. What this means in practice is that the value of CryptoPunks will likely be closely tied to the value of Yuga Labs. Larva Labs isn't exactly a mom-and-pop business, but its stubborn refusal to pump the value of its tokens in this specific way put it somewhat at odds with the number go-up ethos of the broader crypto community. This isn't to say its intentions were always totally pure. A controversy around a CryptoPunk subcollection known as V1 Punks suggests the Larva Labs team hasn't always handled community outreach in the best way. Where bored apes go, the rest of the NFT market goes. Now, whether they like it or not, CryptoPunk holders are joined at the hip with their Bored Ape counterparts. Such is the Matrioska doll-like structure of the NFT market. Andreessen Horowitz has a stake in many of the valuable companies in crypto. OpenSea, and Andreessen Horowitz Investment, controls most of the volume in the NFT market. And Yuga Labs, also reportedly an Andreessen Horowitz Investment, now controls some of the market's most valuable intellectual property. There's no antitrust legislation in crypto. But maybe that's the point. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. This episode was edited by Adrian Blust, and we'll be back tomorrow with another news roundup. And just a reminder that Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. 